0: CFL Podcast Episode 5 Season 2 Welcome back Today we're talking fundamentals I thought it'd be a a great follow-up episode to the kind of strength uh, program that I introduced to you guys last episode I know a lot of you guys have been saying you were going to give the program a go, which is awesome Let me know how it goes as you go through it But I wanted to discuss kind of the model of how you should be building yourself up in weight or just generally how we get people going into CrossFit. Um, In that model is mechanics, consistency, then intensity and I want to talk a little bit about uh, each portion of that So you guys number one have a better understanding of that uh, Model of how it builds up and number two, hopefully apply that to your own training And then we'll talk about how it kind of moves to more complex movements and uh, why it matters So the first one mechanics mechanics Basically, that means can you like fundamentally do the movement? Like, can you squat to full depth while keeping your, you know, chest up, your spine braced? Do you have um, full, you know, flexion in the hips, flexion in the ankles? Uh, Does everything get to where it needs to be? So that's always the first piece of it, right, is going to be mechanics. I just took a sip of that coffee, and I realized that probably sounds terrible in that microphone. So the people listening in the car, I apologize if you uh, pick that up. I'll reframe for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, mechanically, can you you do the movement? And sometimes... um, Either poor posture, lack of range of motion, just because we haven't lived in that range of motion, uh, inhibits us from being able to do some of these movements. Um, a lot of people remember you, you guys do when you first started the overhead squat. That's kind of the holy grail of flexibility in strength, right? That movement. And we know it takes a long time to build really proficient mechanics in that movement. So therefore, hurrying up to something like a squat snatch and then therefore trying to chase uh, numbers down when we can't properly perform an overhead squat seems pretty silly. Um, And it will quickly lead to injury. So number one, when you guys are starting um, the squats or you're starting anything or when you're picking up a new movement in class for the first time, It's really important that you pay attention to the mechanics. You don't rush to try to get to the RX weight. Like If it's something new or a movement that you know you struggle with, it's a really good idea to take that weight down a little bit. Maybe if you haven't already, ask the coach, like, hey, can you give me a pointer on what's going on here? Kind of check in. Uh, Also, too, there might be something that's restricting you from being able to get into that movement, which then needs to be addressed. Do we need to add a little extra stretching or mobility homework? Um, Do we need to strengthen something, right? Is one side... Uh, favored in that compensation over all those years has made one side really weak um, these things are what we first look for in mechanics now a lot of the times they somewhat self-correct if we're doing our exercises properly and uh, we're doing them safely and under the correct loads um, just over time the hips open up the structure gets better the body starts to move and that just takes nothing but time the only way that process could be helped along um, and to be cut in half is if you're diligent with your recovery if you're diligent with with your mobility, if we're stretching, if we're trying to always stay organized and in these good positions throughout the day. So that's the biggest thing. Make sure you have that piece down. The next part that breaks into it is consistency. So then we're looking at, okay, can you do those same reps all the time? Can you do them once you're tired? And this is a uh, perfect um, kind of example was Wednesday's workout. For those of you guys that didn't do the workout or don't belong to the gym, it was five rounds, two minutes on, two minutes off of 15 cows for the guys, 10 cows for the ladies on the assault bike. And then five squat snatches at 155 for the guys and 105 for the ladies. If you had any remaining time in the two minutes, it was max effort, uh, bar facing burpees. And then it, it had a two minute rest following. So that was an ego crusher. I know a lot of people were frustrated. There was a lot of missed snatches. There was a lot of hurt feelings. There was not a lot of burping over the bar. And that kind of goes back to thinking, well, maybe we needed to re the fundamentals of the snatch. Because once we tried to provide a little bit of fatigue with the bike in the um, Tuesday and Monday workout that came before that which really left you sore if you did those last few days. With that fatigue, it shows that we're going back to, mechanically, are you in a safe and correct position? If you are, then are you still able to hit that load Under those uh, factors, under those stress. And for a lot of us, um, it started to show a flaw. Like, no, we weren't. We defaulted back to poor positions uh, in the snatch, being one of the most complex ones. And we started people seeing, uh, started dropping the bar a lot. We started to see a lot of missed snatches, a lot of frustrated uh, people that are very strong and capable of lifting that weight. But when it comes to the flexibility in the athletic component of it, of it, the mechanics of it, the being able to get into the position correctly, we started to see that there is some trouble. So if we go back to the beginning of that model at mechanics, readdress that overhead squat, readdress maybe the snatch itself, the technique needs a little bit of work. Um, to start to make sure that we then stay consistent. Now, when someone's first starting CrossFit, the consistent means do all the reps look the same? Obviously, we're not making them tired and then loading them up right away. That would be ridiculous. Uh, Their first job in consistency is do the reps look the same? Are they staying in these good positions? Um, And can they do that as they start to move further into the workout? Do they do that if we start to add a little bit of uh, weight to the bar? And once we start to see anything change, then we need to either stop. We need to reduce the load. We need to then address them as a coach and go give a cue during the workout or maybe even just have them take a quick break, shake it off and reassess, re-go back into the movement um, to make the call there to then readdress the mechanics. So those first two is where a lot of people stay for a long time. And given the movement, right, if it's if we're talking in the in the. Terms of like snatching or a clean or a squat clean or something. Sometimes you're going to be in that movement for years to dial that technique in, then to dial it in under a high heart rate, then to dial it under under a high heart rate into heavy load at the same time. So that takes a long time to develop the consistency and the mechanics that it takes to do some of these uh, heavier weights. So that's why we're always kind of reapproaching that model and going back and forth. Also, if we start to see some sort of um, mechanical fault. We need to address that. Like we said, like I said earlier, Like, is the hip tight? Is there a reason for that? Was there an injury that was sustained before? And now we need to kind of strengthen it. We do we need to do be a little bit of rehabilitation um, with this person before we start to get them into these positions? And then we set them on a path that leads in there. Then once they get, you know, part one down and they're consistent, they can move to part two, build the mechanics and consistency on that. So that's kind of the first two pieces of it and the most important part, which is the most overlooked. A lot of times people rush. They want to get to that next movement. Oh, I want to learn the kipping pull-up before I understand really or have the strength for a strict or can organize myself uh, to even pull correctly. Then once they get a kipping pull-up, it's immediately on to the butterfly pull-up before they even really understand the mechanics of the arc hollow swing before they could do that consistency consistently so pay attention to those two reassess yourself reassess the movements that you're doing when you start to have an error in it realize okay am i i need to work on my mechanics in this portion so i could get it down or do i need to work on the consistency piece meaning i have the movement down but i might need to adjust a load to make sure that i could do it under these certain factors uh, or whatever the workout is presenting so first two mechanics and consistency. And the last one is intensity. Once then we're safe in the movement. We're Mechanically, we could do it. We could get into the shape. Everything looks good. Everything looks good um, under a high height. Uh, <laughs> am I going to get that right one time here? Under a high heart rate, meaning you're tired. And uh, does it look good underneath load as we start to increase load? And if the answer to all those is, um, you know, yes, yes, check, check, then that's when we start to load up the intensity. That's when we start to want to push the envelope, go a little bit faster, move a little bit of a heavier weight, or when a coach might start challenging you uh, in the workout a little bit more. Um, But never overlooking or always going back to those first two. Now, sometimes this moves quickly in a workout. If, uh, you know, you're on an assault bike and it's a burpee workout, Perhaps the mechanics on the bike is good to go. You could perform a burpee to the floor, stand up, jump over the head, no big deal. Well, then perfect. It's consistent under a high heart rate. You could get yourself there. You could pedal the bike. Then right away, you could include the intensity factor in that right away. But if you had a workout like Amanda, ring muscle ups and squat snatches, that's going to take a long time in the mechanics department. Before we could even really consider uh, starting to put the loads and and then you know of course the consistency that's going to come along with that so obviously there's different um, there's different speeds in which you move through that segment of training versus uh, you know workout to workout versus what you're going to be doing for that given day. So as you guys start to increase more with the squats and the pressing program, the squat forever program and the pressing program, really for this first two months when everything is light and you're getting into it, that mechanics portion is built into the program. The first the reason why you're starting at a 65% of your five rep max, which is really really low number, um, is so you can be real diligent about the mechanics and be real consistent rep to rep day to day uh, throughout all the pressing mechanics and throughout all the squatting mechanics. That's why that's built into the program. That's why it starts at such a low percentage. Ideally, you could start this really out at 70 or 75% and still kind of do the program for a long period of time before you'd have to back off. But the 65% is built in, so that way in those first two months, mechanics are everything. So start to kind of really be critical with your squat. Make every single rep perfect um, as you guys build up. And then that way, as you continue the program for multiple months, you'll be at a really high uh, heavy load and your body will be mechanically safe. Every rep will be super consistent. You'll be really strong for it. But most importantly, uh, you'll be healthy. You'll be safe. The joints will be feeling good for a long period of time. So, mechanics consistency and then then and only then intensity. And when you guys are getting those movements in and you're starting to learn something new, don't rush those first two. You'll eventually get to a uh small, you know, peak where you'll do well for a little bit and then you'll plateau and you will stay there for forever until eventually you come down and address the mechanics and the consistency of the movement you guys are doing. So um for some of you guys, I'll include the little um, pyramid that CrossFit actually has uh, built up, where you could see it visually for those of you guys watching it. But for those of you guys that are just listening, it's essentially a pyramid with uh, three pieces: the foundation of the pyramid being mechanics, the second piece being uh, consistency, and then the third or the tip of the pyramid being being intensity. Um, and this uh, that mechanics intensity, I mean me- mechanics consistency and intensity pyramid that was built was done by Glassman in one of the original articles. And it's something that's taught at every single L1, the um, seminar for to become a CrossFit coach. And it's uh, always frustrating when I hear uh, you know people that aren't familiar with CrossFit's methodology at its core and what they teach, and they're like, oh, CrossFit doesn't focus on form at all. Oh, CrossFit does this. And although that might unfortunately be true at some gyms, um, if you guys go to CrossFit Livermore, little more, you know for a fact that that is not true. We always stay focused on the mechanics. Um, we're, I'm always pushing to do the movement, move well, move well. And if you move really well over a period of time, those people end up the Fittest always. You know, it always happens that way. And um, if you look at anybody who's even if you compare it to the sport level and you look at some of these uh, athletes that do incredible things at the CrossFit Games, the way they move is just near perfect. I mean, every rep, even when they're really, really tired at the high end of their output, they're still moving really well. And that's not by mistake. There's That's no coincidence that the people that are at the top of the sport are the people that move the best. And so I know you guys aren't doing this to compete at least 99% of us aren't. But that doesn't matter. This still holds true with us. You still need to be focused on your mechanics to just move the best possible way you can. And in return, if you put that time in and you put that consistency in, I guarantee you, you'll do things and you'll accomplish stuff that you never thought possible. So don't rush the movements. What's the rush anyways? Everybody's so quick. Oh, I need to get this and I need to get this. And it's like, well, just relax, slow down, have fun with the fitness, enjoy it. Okay. I mean, once you get the muscle up, You know, life doesn't change very much. There's life after muscle-ups. I don't know why I went into the muscle-up thing there at the end. That was uh, just kind of random. But anyhow, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode about kind of the fundamentals or the fundamental ways of teaching, and I hopefully this provides some sort of framework um, that you guys could use to then uh, take it to the program, the squat program and the press program, and then apply in the the classes. And then maybe talk to a coach. Ask him if you guys need help. All right. Have a great day, and thank you so very much for listening. It is always appreciated.